welcome, acquisitive listeners, to episode 194 of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast, where this week we'll be teetering between collecting and hoarding. I'm Tom. I'm Brian. And I'm Cam. And on the occasion of this episode dedicated to collections, I'll remind our listeners that our entire episode collection is free for the taking on iTunes. Now we're always interested in acquiring mint conditions, stars, and reviews. We're ready to pile up the content for this week's episode, starting in the usual fashion with our Weekly Geekly Geek Weekly update. Brian, why don't you uh, brag about your collection of, of life events this week? Pretty fun week for me. I actually got dragged out of the house, uh, what was it, Friday, to uh, Dave & Buster's. Check out the not entirely new at all uh, Star Wars Battle Pod. What What is that even called, actually? Yeah, that was it, Star Wars Battle Pod. Yep. Battle Pod, that's the name of the game. Uh, yep. Pretty neat. Not quite what I expected. I uh, I kind of feel maybe my arcade got the uh, slimline version of that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Battle Pod Lite. I, I thought the pod was actually supposed to, like, move. Like Me I thought too. there was, like, feedback and stuff. That just kind of was a... You, you sat down and had a couple monitors around you, which has been done a lot before. Yeah. I, I mean, Brian, do you remember the old 360-degree rotation, like, Sega machine back in the 90s that you would sit in? Yeah, it didn't have, like... Uh, wasn't there a driving game in it? I think there's like a shooting, like a space shooting game, and they made a drive. Afterburner game. and I was well, gonna say, yeah, even Afterburner was like pretty cool. Well, after Afterburner and Out and Outrun, those were those two original. Outrun, they, that's right. They had this other thing that was kind of like it did like 360 rotation and even tilting and everything. It was almost like a spear you would sit in. And uh, anyway, th- this is going back to when we were kids, and I assumed that this thing kind of would do something similar, but it was more just. Uh, kind of immersive graphics and some cool sound and wind effects but uh and i really hate to hate on things but uh, i mean come on there was hoff there was death star run there was death star (laughs) 2 run and i mean even if you won like let's just say you like totally aced the the trench run and blew up the death star they were like congratulations game over (laughs) yeah (laughs) like put another 350 to continue uh, it's just like uh, kind of <laughs> it seems like a little bit of a money consumer kind of a yeah and i i mean i guess what else what other scenes would you use but the death star run sure it's iconic hoth that you were on hoth and you didn't even get to shoot at at <laughs> You had other you had other priorities on Hoth, which was I don't know, kind of neat, but mm, I don't know. Just it, it was all right. I'm not sure it was worth three fifty for like two minutes, but uh, yeah, Brian. But I think we came away with a pretty good observation about arcades. You made the observation, and I totally agree. Arcades, uh, the only thing they really have in the way of games these days, as you said, are like rides, right? And that, that's all it is. Like you're you're paying to ride like a roller coaster. It's more or less on rails and you shoot stuff, right? They're kind of VR already. Yeah. Like it's totally shit VR. But like even those stupid gun games, like with the orange machine guns and everything, that, 
that's sort of VR. The screen's big enough to take your entire field of vision and you have the little feedback gun and yeah. Yeah. And it's experience you can't actually duplicate at home. And I think it's a precursor for a uh, VR, man. I think we're going to, that's the next step is they're going to have like the rooms you walk into with and be surrounded by this stuff. We're going to have a uh, virtual ski ball before long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was the thing. I enjoyed it. It, it. it was cool. I mean, I can't exactly complain about pretty realistically feeling like I was in a uh, an X-Wing. Yeah, it was pretty... It's immersive. Picked up my new comics today. I, I guess they're Kanan, the uh, Star Wars, not really Last Jedi, was a miniseries and then they decided to continue it and now i guess they're ending it so it's 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 a not quite a mini series so i guess kanan's on its last couple of issues kind of bummed about that i was really enjoying it and really kind of enjoying not the, the exact same little era because i you know totally dig it but I guess the EU and all of the other books and not that those stories were great. I don't, I don't, you know, whine about losing the EU, but it was cool because it was like this giant universe with everybody doing something in it. And, and now it kind of feels like the same 20 year, 30 year span. And there's like 10 people in the universe. Yeah. It, you said it was a tight universe last time we talked, right? Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I really wish. I mean, I, I liked Kanan being about th- the Clone Wars, but it was also really about. I mean, he there was tons of people that Kanan met after after uh, Order sixty six that helped him that just disappeared. They weren't, you know, they didn't help blow up the Death Star or anything like that. They were just people in the universe, and he ran into them. I really dug that. And none of the other series are really doing that because they've all got like the heroes to go with. And, you know, you can't get away from like Darth Vader in the Darth Vader book. So, well, like, okay, I didn't mind the Lando miniseries. I didn't mind the Leia one, like a little bit of treatment of these characters, you know, on, on side things, but let's not beat them to death and account for every second. Like Disney dispensed with the EU because it was too crowded and they're just crowding the new you, aren't they? Uh, right. At least the EU was over. I mean, what? Thousands of years. Well, does the EU include old Republic or I thought so. Yeah. Oh, oh, old yeah. Republic. And that like, I guess it was like 50 years of, you know, after Re- return of the Jedi that may or may not exist now, but it was, it was a long time. I mean, so now it feels like everybody is there just just everybody from the movie is there and and like i said before the shattered empire series had the tie into the movie and kanan sure it tied into the the cartoon series but that was already kind of removed and until the last episode where princess leia showed up so not removed at all anymore (laughs) Yeah, some of the stuff was explicitly tying in, so I guess they had to, well, tie in, but yeah. I don't know. I'm 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 
totally with you on Kanan. I liked being exposed to characters who were part of his story and then left. You know what I mean? And Kanan gave me a little bit of hope for the Clone Wars cartoon because the clones were awesome. Like, like they're really... I was just complaining about this with Ezra. Not everybody has to be the, the, the chosen Jedi that's going to be tempted by the Dark Force. There's like a lieutenant that cleans the the armor there's a guy that has to maintain the tanks you know there are schmucks in that universe and it was cool to be around them for a little while yeah i universe is the key man they don't have to focus in on this like dynasty do they i i've heard this complaint and i and i didn't really agree with it but I'm, i'm really starting to come around it's not the story of a universe. It's the story of the Skywalkers. We're watching a soap opera and we just never knew it. Sadly, you're right. <laughs> I, I, I'm agreeing with you more and more, the more, the more I think about it. Um, but hopefully we'll get away from that. I mean, I have a hope kind of for the new trilogy. Uh, episode seven was a little close with uh, Kylo being who he is and all, but we still don't know who Ray's parents are. And we don't know who Snoke is. There, there's a lot they can do. I just I just hope it doesn't continue the trend of Snoke being like Luke's cousin and, <laughs> yeah. and Ray being some sister that Kylo forgot about or who knows. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. She's Anakin reincarnated. Yeah, uh, another virgence in the force. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would not be terribly surprised if they just like episode seven is episode four. Episode eight is episode one. Yep. Cross your fingers, though. I, I don't want to hate on it. Yeah. yeah. And at the comic book store, I picked up another comic. I, I'm kind of excited about this. I, I don't know if they're going to do a good job with it or not, but at least they're trying. Faith. Have you guys heard of this comic? I think not, no. The first plus-size superhero? No, oh! I have not heard of that. No, I have not. What's what's the girl's name from uh, Archer? Oh, from Archer. Pam? Not Pam. Yeah, yeah it's, Pam. it's like Pam as a yeah. superhero. Oh, all right. And it, the first episode was pretty good. It was kind of... I, I don't like everything being tweety, twittery, Facebooky. So, like, seeing... Like, she... You know, she has a blog in the comic book and she's texting her friend. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just too old fashioned to enjoy that injection in another media. But it's it's there. It's not it's not terrible. And, you know, she's a superhero. She flies around and beats up bad guys. So pretty standard stuff. And how did she get these powers? Like, what are, what's, the, what's the story there? Uh, so sh- this is her first like solo book. She was part of a, a super team before. And I, I actually, I was unaware of her. So I don't know like her origin stories or uh, even, even like how badass she is or anything like that. So hmm. I, I did not know that. I think her name is Zephyr, which can, can kind of be a, a sign maybe, but probably <laughs> not. I, I don't know like, like her history. She drank Zephyr Hill's water and the irradiation uh, <laughs> came her. I think it's kind of funny that the yeah. first BBW superhero is awfully close to Heifer, but yeah, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's not intended. No. All right. Well, let's hope that more big British witches uh, make it into comics going forward. Maybe that's how she got her powers. <laughs> Are they making like, is it just like a large woman in a comic or are they making a big stink about her being a BBW? A lot of the press was making a big thing about that, but no, the, the book handled it pretty well. Like they didn't, you know, there were no like fat jokes or no, like, well, even though I'm fat, I'm powerful, you know, nothing like that. Like she was treated as a human being, but Mm. you know, the press was all, Oh, it's a first it's diverse yay (laughs) well as the great drake says i like my girls bbw (laughs) am i uh i'm actually part of an oppressed minority now being a a person of size yeah yeah, yeah. you got you finally got your uh hook right yeah nice you finally found like the, the the sub 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 subnet (laughs) <laughs> that lets you not be um we're of girth we have worth we occupy the earth that's our chant there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, i can see that on a sign that's awesome oh gosh <laughs> anything else brian that's enough for me all right cam you are not uh you're not a person of girth, but uh, I think you're. Uh, hey, you're... hey, the ladies might, uh, you know, oh. might oh, uh, dispute that. But uh, right. no, I uh, I had a good weekend. Um, good week, I should say. I'm sorry I was I missed out on the battle pod with you guys, but I uh, had some family coming into town. So had to attend to that. Um, went on a sea voyage this weekend. Uh, went out with my dad and my brother who are a little bit on the bro side and uh, went out fishing, deep sea fishing uh, off of uh, Fort Lauderdale beach, which is pretty nice. Uh, caught a yellowtail snapper, um, nice. which, which was delicious. And uh, yeah, had a good time. I mean, it was up at God awful time, like five in the morning to had to be at like, we left dock at like six in the morning. Uh, but uh but it was fun. We had a good time and that was cool. Um, went and saw the Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio and, uh, I'm still depressed. <laughs> I, need was it that much of a bummer? <laughs> I mean, this guy just gets kicked in the face for two and a half hours. It's just, it's just, it's just not just, every time like something happens, you think, God, this can't get any worse. And then it does get worse. And then it does get worse. And it gets oh even worse God. than that. Oh man, it's it is just literally two and a half hours of Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio getting shit on, um, either by the elements or by the bad guys or by whatever animals. Like it's it's, I mean he'll probably get the Oscar because I mean it was brilliantly acted, but uh, I needed like intravenous Wellbutrin when I walked out of there. <laughs> um, let's see what else did did some gaming at the Adventure Game Store. I had a a game demo set up this weekend for the game called commissioned, which is a uh, pandemic type cooperative game. Um, but instead of viruses spreading throughout the world, you are spreading Christianity throughout the 
32 AD time of the Mediterranean. I see. Um, and uh, it's actually a pretty fun game. We had a good time. Uh, played, uh, you know, played through a few times with, with some people there at the Adventure Game Store during the demo. So that was fun. Um, and then uh, just went to Landlubbers, uh, you know, the other game night sponsored by the Adventure Game Store and uh, had some fun there. Played uh, Rediscovered Boss Monster, which is a pretty fun game. Uh, played some DC deck building and then, which is another really cool thing that we did was, um, back when the Sunday night game night was set up, um, we used to watch Cosmos on Sunday, on Sunday nights. Um, and that sort of fell by the wayside, but now uh, we're sort of getting back, uh, getting back into that. And, um, we watched the first episode of the, of the, the little X-Files miniseries that they're doing. Um, I thought that was pretty good actually. So, you know, it took me back to the nineties and, uh, you know, watching X-Files, uh, you know, loving it and, you know, being just so glad that there was actually something on TV that was pretty cool like that. Nice and, man. Yeah. And that was, that was it. Sounds like a pretty full week, man. I, uh, I'm glad you're doing some gaming. Always want to try boss monster just cause the packaging looks intriguing. Yeah. The eight bit, the you know, pixelation kind of, it's pretty, it's really cool. Actually. It's a pretty fun game. Got to get around to that at some point. And it, it's quick. It's so quick. It's like 30 minutes or under super quick game. My kind of game. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for the update. And now it's my turn. I, uh, may, I think I told you guys last week, I was filling in my missing star Wars comic collection. And in doing so, I bought a Star Wars issue three first printing on Amazon um, because that's the one that I have had a hard time finding. That was the first appearance of all these characters and blah, blah, blah. The trouble is they sent me a third printing of that book, which I already have. So I paid an inflated price for a third printing. Oh. Yeah. So I took advantage of Amazon's return uh, process and it's pretty cool. They, you print out a label or you basically print out like a return label and UPS just comes and picks it up and takes it away. So uh, that's heading back. I, I don't know if this third party seller, that's a third party sellers with Amazon. I have not often had a lot of luck with. I don't know if they thought I was just going to like, Oh, okay. But why would I pay a markup above cover price for a non first printing? Makes no sense that you could just go get on the stand probably right now. Right. Right. Uh, or maybe they had no idea what they were selling. Who knows? So back to the drawing board on trying to find Darth Vader number three featuring Dr. Afra and the two evil droids. They probably just thought whoever they sold it to wouldn't know the difference. Right, 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 right. Well, I, in the order, I also got a wrong Disney Infinity character. So mm. um, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. do anything right. <laughs> no, again, from the, you know, any, anytime something sold by like fun time products instead of Amazon, I'm always like a little bit, you know worried about it and uh, that's the only time i really run into problems is when it's a third-party seller yeah but uh anyway so you know definite first world problems there (laughs) in addition been watching colony on usa it helps that they advertise colony on usa uh in between uh, during commercial breaks when i'm watching wrestling on usa (laughs) and so far it seems pretty cool i'm kind of intrigued and we'll be watching more it's about some kind of apparent alien occupation of earth and takes place in LA, which is walled off by some massive wall and patrolled by these like flying robot drones. So 
I will report back on that in the coming weeks. So far, it seems interesting. Yeah, I watched the first couple episodes of that. It was pretty cool. It reminded me kind of like a V a little bit, but a little more grim. And like, I I, I don't know. I thought the idea was pretty cool. Kind of reminded me of like Enemy Mind too. Or, or uh, not Enemy Mind. That was a, you remember that? Oh yeah, Enemy Mind. Did they, they had like the uh, TV series that came out where it was like in LA and the, the people were, I mean, obviously the, this is a little more dark that they were like, occupying the, the 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 town but like it was like sort of like an integration type thing uh, enemy mine was when lou gossett jr was a late uh oh that's right lizard yeah, man yeah. right are you yeah, thinking yeah. of um what's the one with the uh, with the with the guys with the heads with the alienation alienation that's right yeah 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 enemy mine lou gossett jr <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> they should do a new enemy they should do a new uh alienation today though yeah oh give them time oh yeah it's going to be great. It was a detective <laughs> San Francisco, Sam Francisco or something was his name. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was the name of the alien. Yeah. The alien any... partner of the, of the, of the, uh, of the human guy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I remember I, the thing I remember most about that show is you couldn't kick him uh, between the legs. That's not where their private bits were. It was on the yeah. side yeah. Like below the ribs, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I still don't know how that worked, but anyway, uh, they like the spoon in a way that show is kind of dumb the aliens were just like they were basically humans with like uh bald heady things on yeah they just had a big head with like a bunch of like whatever liver spots on them <laughs> liver spots is right yes <laughs> anyway um the alienation reboot aside check out colony until until that comes to the fore uh, and then let's see, apart from that, I spent last weekend at Universal Studios and Island of, Islands of Adventure in Orlando, Florida. Nice. Yeah, with a couple meal stopovers at the Grand Floridian Resort and Epcot over on Disney property. That was, uh, that was a good time. The weather was really cold for Florida standards and uh, by Florida standards. And so that made the theming in Harry Potter... Uh, in Hogsmeade Village, which is a snow-covered village, make a lot more sense. <laughs> uh, I love visiting theme parks when it's cold, and I really like visiting there when it's cold. And damn, I every time I go, I say this, but they did a great job with that park. Like the theming is awesome. Just walking around and taking it all in is is entertaining in and of itself. Never mind the rides, you know. Mm. Um, we uh we got season passes, so we're now season pass holders to uh, Universal Studios. My companion and i but um i gotta say one thing and I'm, I'm glad i got pulled aside for a survey leaving the park have you guys been up there recently last time i went it was is pretty out of maintenance so i think it's been a few years since i went back yeah it's been a while for me too well hulk is like totally disassembled like the launch ramp goes to nowhere like there's no track which oh makes me kind of want to ride it now but um <laughs> apart from that it's like TSA now. Like, you know how you like park in that, you park in a massive parking structure and then you take all these like moving walkways into the parks and stuff. Right, right. It's like a massive ring of like metal detectors now to get in. And like, they are taking the like nothing in your pockets on rides thing to an extreme. To get on pretty much any ride now or any kind of ride that does any sort of movement, you have to like go check your stuff into a locker. 
which is like a 15 minute process. And on the dueling dragons ride, sorry, the dragon challenge ride, they actually have a metal detector and people with a wand. And if you try to like carry something out in your pocket, they'll like throw you off the ride. So even like key cell phone, anything, all of it has to go in a locker and get it. And there's a queue to get in the locker to rent a locker. And then after that, you can go get in the queue for the ride. That would um, annoy me to no end. It's, yeah. it's highly annoying. And the people were super gruff and mean about it. And uh, I don't know how the hell they're going to do it in summer when there's like five times the people there because the lockers were like hotly uh, sought after and filling up quickly. Must so, be uh, like somebody must have got smacked in the face with, you know, keys or something too many times. They, they got too many lawsuits and they were just like, that's it. Has to yeah. be this way. I think that's what happened because somebody told me, you know, the dragon roller coasters and for our listeners who don't know, it's dra- you're these roller coasters in the shape of dragons it used to be called dueling dragons because they would like fly at each other at certain points. So it's as if you were dueling, you would, you would go into a loop de loop as the other dragon did the same thing. Well, they desynchronize them. So that never happens now. They're never like near each other anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was told it was because something flew out of someone's pocket and hit someone on the other dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, so then couple that with, you know, cell phones everywhere and all of this stuff that people carry. And yeah, probably some stuff flew out of someone's pocket and hit someone. And there's never such a thing as just an accident. You know, there, there had to be a payday. And yeah, is yeah. that your theory cam? Probably one too many paydays. And they were like, screw it. Lockers had, had to be there. There's yeah. There's no reason they would care that much about it unless like somebody sued the shit out of them. Yeah. Well, they care a little too much and it, it, it's, it makes the guest experience a little, less enjoyable it seems a little bit less friendly not that they were ever really friendly compared to disney but uh i don't know getting wanted to ride a roller coaster like seriously i mean i will say though that maybe it's like like for me it might be a blessing in disguise like i would probably just put all my shit in a locker and just leave it there for the whole day you know what i mean like forget my cell phone forget whatever just just that's it. Just leave it for the day and then go pick it, pick it back up at the end of the day. And that probably would make it a better experience anyway. So you're not always just checking your phone. You're not, you know, you're more yeah. present and sort of, you know, there in the moment. Well, you know, you can, you, you can do that. So the, they'll give you a free hour or whatever the wait time is for the ride that you're mm-hmm. hopping on, but you can also just throw your credit card in and rent it for like several hours at a time. And yeah, you know what? Maybe it's like time to throw things back to 1998 and just like, I don't need a cell phone, you know, but God forbid you want to make a purchase. You don't have your wallet with you. But I mean, Uh, you could probably just keep some cash in a credit card in your pocket, right? Like that Um, wouldn't set off any metal detectors or anything. It depends. Some rides are like nothing in your pocket and some are like no uh, metal in your pocket and some are no bags. It it just depends where you go. I'd stick that shit in my sock. Then they'll never find it. (laughs) It's just the the employees are probably tired of telling people. Yeah, and it shows. it's got to be They're, super and, annoying. Uh, they act like assholes, you know. But like, I don't know that. Last time I was there, you didn't have this. Now you have this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that coupled with the fact that evidently uh, January is <laughs> Brazilian tourist season at no. Universal Studios, so you had like these people screaming at people that didn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> so that oh, that made man. it even worse. Yeah. Nothing like coming here all the way from Brazil to attend a theme park and then getting screamed at for doing something. Not knowing the language. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, we were looking at going there uh, over Christmas break, and they almost, like, make you buy an annual pass. Like, it doesn't make sense to buy a regular ticket when you can buy the annual pass, right? It's like 20 extra bucks. Yeah, it makes, like, no sense. 
yeah, it's dumb not to. And as much as I'm complaining about this TSA stuff, now that I kind of know the system, it won't be that bad. I'll probably just do what you said, rent a locker one time and be done with it. Then if I make any purchases during the day, just stow them all in the locker. Yeah. Um, Thereby negating the point of a annual pass by paying 40 <laughs> bucks a day for a locker. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wasn't think even we thinking about doing it. I wasn't even thinking about the purchases when you brought it up before Tom, like what, what do you do with the shit that you buy? I mean, that's got to kill their, per- their, their retail sales. Yeah, well, it's kind of annoying. Like we bought we bought an interactive wand so we could walk around Harry Potter land, like waving our magic wand and making special effects go off in all the shops and everything. <laughs> yeah. And like we're like we're so into Harry Potter right now. Let us go to uh, Gringotts, and we were like skipping along, yippee skippy, and this lady's like, "You gotta put your wand in a locker," <laughs> like, oh. which was her real accent. Um, That's awesome. And that kind of like. She, she was a little bit unpleasant about it. And, uh, you know, that, that killed the magic of having bought this stupid $50 piece of <laughs> plastic. Um, I yeah, used to so. really like some of the rides at Islands of Adventure. I've never, like, you, you would have to pay me to go back to, like, Universal proper. But IOA used to be pretty cool. With no Hulk and no Enchanted Oak, and no dueling dragons. Damn, dude. I don't think I'll ever go back. You don't want to ride Ripsaw Falls? <laughs> I, I like it, but it's not a primary draw. <laughs> Brian, you can still go on dueling dragons. You just have to like go through this like TSA style like frisking. Right, but on. then it's not even dueling dragons anymore. Right, yeah, they don't duel anymore. It's because, just uh, one dragon and another dragon. <laughs> right, well, like... Yeah, they're not even... Well, it's Dragon Challenge. But who knows? Maybe now that they have this new policy in place, they'll make them duel again. Because that was kind of the cool part, was seeing the other one come right at you for a second. But they've also redone all of the... Well, not all of the queue, because they have that giant castle. But they've redone the queue, too, haven't they? Yeah, it's Harry Potter theme now. Yeah, Basic, screw that. It's basically Triwizard <laughs> theme now. <laughs> well, and the Enchanted Oak is gone, and it's now whatever that Harry Potter cafe is. Right, it's it's like... The Enchanted Oak is is a storefront that doesn't really sell um, candied frogs now, right? right? Um, no, I think the Enchanted Oak was just remade into the new... I might be wrong. I, it's been so long. Um, again, for our listeners' benefit, Universal Studios had this sort of generic fantasy land before Harry Potter came in and took it all over. And, uh, Brian, I think you were with me. We thought that we were going to have the Enchanted Fantasyland and Harry Potter. We didn't think Harry Potter was going to come, like, take it over, did we, initially? Yeah, I didn't know they were just going to rip out half the park. And Yeah. I mean, <laughs> did they at least paint the dragons for Dragon Challenge? Or no, are they, they looked, still, like, <laughs> same orange dragon? Still red and blue. Yeah, they named them, like, Hungarian Fireball or whatever. You know, they, like, named them Harry Potter dragons, but it's still the same dragons, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but it used to be red dragon and white dragon now it's like faded orange and kind of sort of bluish <laughs> yeah like, it's well yeah no um, it, was, it was fire and ice but then now it's, it's it like, was fire and ice yeah, it's still fire yeah. and it's still the same dragons they just have harry potter names now <laughs> uh, i don't know i like it and it, the, there's probably like a huge chip of paint that fell off and hit someone in the head <laughs> <laughs> have you not you haven't seen the new harry potter stuff at all brian I've seen Islands of Adventures side, like when it when it first opened, like that summer I went and I liked it, but 
I don't know. I, I, I liked what was there more. What was yeah. there before more. Yeah. Well, if this if it helps at all, you can now take the Hogwarts Express between there and the other park. And so you go from Harry Potter to basically Harry Potter. Well, you go to London, then you walk down into the Diagon Alley when you get to Universal. By either ha- paying $200 <laughs> to get in for a day or a... a, a an annual pass right yeah you got you got to do it you gotta, either got to do a park hop a park hopper or an annual pass you might as well do the annual pass but uh another thing that kind of kills the wonder in that is it's a 45 minute wait a lot of the time to get on the train or you could just like walk out of one park and walk into the other one and get there faster so <laughs> that that kind of kills it because like i want the i want to like be immersed in the harry potter thing i don't want to wait 45 minutes for a walk that would take me like 15 <laughs> <laughs> they kind of killed that. <laughs> I I really can't. And, and maybe it was just because I did like it so much before. If you're brand new to the park, I'm sure you'll love it. But I, I, I don't think Harry Potter added a thing to that experience. Hmm. Well, there's the new Harry Potter flying sofa ride, though. Don't forget that. Yeah, I was going to say what they should have done is instead of a stupid train was like, remember how Disney used to have those like flying like ski lift things you could ride on? Uh, in the the air they should have done that and you could have been like made it like a either the flying sofa or like a you know a car the car or even like broomsticks or whatever you know and you just go go from one park to the other you know if if i had my way and and the train goes through all backlog territory so they could do this yeah they would do something like you it's just like flying hippogriffs to take you back and like a constant conveyor belt Mm -hmm. because the train's just wait yeah yeah, because if people want the experience of the train, they want to go from park to park, but it's like such a long wait for the stupid train. Like, I, it's not worth it um, for like a two minute train for basically what is a people mover that looks mm. awesome. Um, mm. Anyway, it, it's a hard sell. <laughs> <laughs> it looks awesome, though. The Harry Potter stuff looks amazing in both parks. They did a fantastic job. They, I think they kind of caused Disney to step up their game with the new Fantasyland stuff and all that. And um I walked past the King Kong attraction that's not open yet. It looks really cool. Um, just the building. And, oh, they're, uh, they're doing a new King Kong? I didn't know that. Yeah, King Kong Skull Island. So I guess it's going to be like themed uh, after the island with all the monsters on it and stuff. And they're doing a Fast and the Furious attraction. Oh, Can't wait. Extra fast <laughs> they're going to copy the thing at uh, Disney? What, uh, Test Track or something you mean? The go-karts? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> But they have all these like, you know, they have all these uh, construction walls up now, temporary walls with like this graffiti, like cool, you know, <laughs> awesome, fast and the furious, like, oh God. <laughs> but like, like uh, faux graffiti, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Of all the things to hitch a ride to though, fast and the furious, they're like, that thing is so long in the tooth now. I think they're on like 12 or something, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, if they had done this at Fast and the Furious 2 and there were like four more movies to come, but they, they just did the seventh one. Or I mean, at a certain point, people are going to get sick of Vin Diesel driving around in, a, in Japanese cars, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe they're trying to capitalize when. on the, the Paul Walker death. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's like Mr. Toad's ride. There's a near miss at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ouch. You did not burn up. Oh, Brutal. <laughs> sorry but, paul okay brian the final sell for if fast and the furious didn't sell you on a universal pass remember nintendo's coming to universal that should be cool yeah <sighs> we'll see 
Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, my theory is they're going to replace the the Marvel stuff because like featuring the products of their arch rival doesn't make a lot of sense. But uh, I might be wrong. Maybe they're going to add all new stuff. Just knock down Doctor Doom, please. <laughs> that Get is such a poor man's... stinker. <laughs> right, it's going to be like Blue Yoshi's Tower of Terror <laughs> and Toadstool's teacup ride. <laughs> That Doctor Doom thing is such a poor man's Tower of Terror. Like it's yeah, it's it's like a carnival ride. It's it's awful. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of that park is taken up by properties that Universal doesn't really capitalize on. Uh, like no kid, nobody under forty really knows who Dudley Do Right is at this point. Yeah, <laughs> and, and others I could mention. You know, I, I just don't. Oh, it's the Betty and Veronica mural i don't i don't i don't get it what what are we looking at i mean hell even et is you know you ask anyone under 30 or 20 you know like what et is i don't know isn't et closed yet i don't even remember i have no idea if it's still open or not yeah i don't remember what was what in that park universe we used to go to ioa all the time brian will tell you and so we would go there all the time we never went to universal universal is (laughs) I haven't been in a decade, so I can't speak to it now, but it used to be just a waste of your time. The best thing there was uh, Back to the Future, and that was, like, kind of okay. Well, the only reason I would go is, or I would be forced to go, is if they would do Halloween Horror Nights there. Right, yeah. right. You know, then you, you have to go, obviously. But Did they close that terrible Terminator ride? Yeah, I think it's something else now. I'm just Isn't it up. the mummy now or something like no, that? No, no, like, no. The King Kong got turned into the mummy. Like the mummy. The old uh, King Kong? Yeah, the old King Kong got turned into a mummy roller coaster, which is actually not that bad. It's like an indoor, like four man's. Uh, uh, well, it's Lightyear, isn't it? No, 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 no. Um, It's like a poor man's Space Mountain. Buzz Lightyear yeah. is. Just oh, past, that's MIB, isn't it? Yeah, MIB. Yeah, we're okay. Just past uh, where Back to the Future used to be, and I think that's now The Simpsons, right? Uh, MIB is the one that's closed down and being remade into Fast and the Furious. I think. Ah, uh, okay. They need to put that Terminator ride out of its mis- out of its misery. It is still open. I just confirmed. Like it just looked dated as hell, and like I understand their budgets probably slipped for hiring the actors, but it's not convincing when Arnold Schwarzenegger walks off the screen. And then his stage counterpart looks like Tom Arnold. Yeah, <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they get who they can get, man. You know, <laughs> right, right. You want me to act in what? Not many uh, Schwarzenegger types living in Central Florida. <laughs> oh, also the Shrek thing needs to go. We, I finally went on that. Um, yeah, Shrek's. Not I relevant. forgot Shrek existed. Yeah, and that- well, it. it it's a seek the, the ride is like a sequel to the first Shrek movie. Like they did like two more and <laughs> yeah. uh, poor universal. Anyway, bring on the Nintendo. There's a lot that could be torn out of there. Yeah, for sure. That was a hell of a lengthy, uh, weekly guys. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Good. That's it for me though. Cam, do you have any, uh, exciting news for us? In the yeah. News I'll, I'll, I'll just hit it real quick since we, uh, kind of went a little long on the, uh, on the week, the weeklies, um, the CERN, uh, large Hadron collider is going through an upgrade. And, uh, I'm like fascinated with that thing. I, I've ever since they powered that thing up, I've loved it. Um, but they are actually having to take out 9,000 different cables 
for this upgrade. So wow. they're taking out 9,000. So imagine how many there are. You know what I mean? God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I guess basically they're like, they need, it's like, they've got like 60 engineers working on it because, you know, if they one wrong pull and they're, you know, they could screw the whole thing up. So, uh, that's, uh, that's going on right now. And pretty soon, uh, it's going to be like triple the power or something. So I'm sure it's going to create a singularity and we're all going to be, uh, sucked into a black hole. <laughs> um, Magic the Gathering, some thieves in Austin, Texas, which Austin I thought was a pretty cool laid back town, you know, yeah. um, some thieves broke into a, uh, a, a gaming store and stole $75,000 worth of rare magic cards. And, Whoa. um, they knew exactly what they were looking for. They were only in for like 20 or 30 seconds. They went in, got the rare magic wow. cards and got out. So they were pretty savvy criminals, I guess, in, at least in the world of magic. Uh, but the bad news for them is that they didn't know that there was like infrared cameras. So their faces are like prominently displayed. <laughs> so <laughs> shouldn't be, shouldn't be a very hard manhunt. Um, let's see. Uh, BitTorrent, everyone's favorite uh, torrent site is 12 years old this wow. week. It's been open for 12 years. It's the world's oldest uh, active torrent. Um, not that we use that or anything. If anyone from the government is listening. No, no. I mean, I, I use it to, um, for like Linux distros and stuff. It's yeah. intended purpose. Op- open are, source, all open yeah. source materials. Yeah. That's things it. that are freely shared and, and yeah, <laughs> yep. that's it. Yeah. Uh, tabletop game Golem Arcana, which was an ambitious project, um, by Harebrained Scheme Games, uh, which was the game where you had those cool looking minis that, you know, were on this like hexagonal board and you had like a stylus and used it with your, you basically used it in, in conjunction with your, your smartphone or your tablet. Um, and it did all, it was basically a war game, but like did all the calculations and everything for you based on the movement of, of the little, you know, you, you tracked it with the stylus and your smartphone and it basically pulled everything up for you and, and did it for you on your, on your, on your device. Um, that, I've sort of been vocal, you know, we've talked about it a few times on the show. I, I didn't like it cause I thought it was a gimmick just for a gimmick sake. Um, I thought there was potential, but you know, it just wasn't there yet. And, uh, apparently the consumers, uh, believe that as well because it, uh, it's basically going out of business. They're not going to be make, releasing any more, uh, any more expansions or any more figures or anything like that. It's done. So mm. the Gollum Arcana experiment has failed sadly. That's kind of a shame because it's cool, but I don't really, I, I didn't get the hook. Like, what am I getting for all the gadgetry that was added? Exactly. I think that's something that probably during the creation cycle, like the hook just got like completely passed by technology. The, we're, we're talking about augmented reality and virtual reality these days and, and the Oculus Rift. Who wants to actually like pick up something and, and move it and then let the computer roll the dice for you? Like, right. It just took too long to get it out. And yeah. it was pretty cool, but mm, for like 95. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love the yeah. theme. I love, I mean, I love the way the figures looked. I mean, I loved it. It was a really cool looking game, but like, I mean, it's nothing. They could have just made it a regular game and with regular dice. And it would have been fine. You know, you didn't need it. It it was quicker to just 
move the figure yourself and roll the dice than you know having to use the stylus and then you know if the connection wasn't working or you know you had to get it just right for the smartphone or a tablet to pick it up and it was just it was a mess so yeah maybe the uh amiibo war game will do better yeah could be please tell me that's really happening yeah, you just like, you know, move them, like actually move them instead of having to like use the stylus to tell it you're moving them. Yeah, that, that would be killer. That whole mechanic didn't make any sense. Yeah, the board should just read where your pieces are. I didn't quite get that. Uh, whatever. Yeah, mechanically, I didn't understand what was fun about that. Well, when they pitched it, you couldn't do that. Oh, when they pitched Gollum Arcana? Yeah. Uh, well, it was, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. It, it was like new G Golly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll be missed, Gollum Arcana. See you later. Um Tom, this is right up your alley. Um Chinese toy manufacturer or Japanese toy manufacturer three zero is actually today, right now, Tom, you can go and pre order a one sixth copy of the T forty five power armor clad figure from Fallout Four. Yes. And if, you, and if you get it exclusively from the three zero website today. Uh, it comes with a special uh, promo minigun. Um, if you just get the retail version that comes out when it comes out, you don't get the minigun. Um, and you can get it for the low, low price of $400. Actually, $398. I'll save you the two bucks. That's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, supposedly it's pretty sick. I mean, it, the pictures look great and it's like supposedly really, really, really very detailed. It's 14 and a half inches tall. It's fully posable, has 35 points of articulation. Uh, it's got detailed mechanical parts, articulated fingers, an exchangeable male head and helmet, um, light up LED functions, uh, outer armor pieces that are detachable and interchangeable with, for, uh, with upcoming figures, and uh, detailed endoskeletons. Uh, it's got all kinds of good stuff. So you might want to... You might want to run and pick it up. I'm looking at it now and it actually looks pretty cool. <laughs> Not going to lie. It, this is something I need in my life. <laughs> Definitely something at, at this stage of my life that I need to be spending $400 on and need to occupy, occupy space in my home. And just to sell you even more, that 398 includes worldwide shipping. So, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So that'll come straight from Japan right to your door for 398 out the door. Yeah, um, that, that clinched it. Yeah, can't can't beat that with a bat. Um, and finally, uh, just because it's sports ball Super Bowl week, um, I wanted to bring up a little uh, story about the poor Microsoft Surface tablet. Uh-oh. Um, I guess like during the uh Patriots game, the AFC Championship against the Broncos this past weekend, um, the tablets on the sideline stopped working. Like the the, the tablets that the coaches have and their, you know, sideline, you know, personnel and the guys that, you know, well, in case of the, of the Patriots, the, you know, the guys that steal the, the, the signals and cheat for them, um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, they all went out and everyone was blaming the tablets. Oh, these knockoff. I mean, I mean, literally some quotes of the players were, oh, these, those knockoff uh, iPads or, or crap. Everyone was just blaming the surface, uh, the surface tablets. They suck. They're terrible get them out of here. Um, well, it turns out it had nothing to do with the tablets. It was a, a connectivity issue. The network was 
was what was what caused the malfunction. And so Microsoft is making very clear and letting everyone know, hey, it wasn't us. It wasn't the tablet. It was the uh, the uh, pro- problem with the network. Blame Cisco, not us. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that sounds about right. That's about how technology works. Like, this damn thing doesn't work without having any idea what's not working. That's yeah. What game? Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they had, you know, we're talking football guys here, so I don't know. I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole anyone, but I don't know how tech savvy they are. I do. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Super Bowl. Go sports ball. Um, Is that this week? That is February 7th. Oh, shows what I know. Okay, yeah. good. Go February sports. February 7th. I invited you to my sports ball party. The gaming, the game day game of nerds, Super Bowl of nerds. Did you really? I, I, I did on, on Facebook, yes. Oh, I will. I will accept the invitation. And <laughs> I will watch the sports ball. Who's, who's the, uh, who's on first? Like Who's, who's, <laughs> who's on first? <laughs> uh, the Broncos are playing against the Carolina Panthers. The All right. Broncos of Denver. Which Carolina are the Panthers from? Uh, I think it's just, they're just an amorphous Carolina, but I, I believe they're based in North Carolina. Mm, okay. Yeah, that sounds like the exciting thing that I want to do. Yes, I'm in. No, I'll do, I'll just to attend a party. Uh, place. <laughs> yes I mean. well we will, there, there will be some football watch it, well, the, it the game will be on the tv let's put it that way but i think our attentions will be elsewhere in ter- terms of either video gaming or board gaming i'll be playing golem arcana <laughs> a tribute <laughs> then we'll yes. just burn everything in my backyard <laughs> oh man yeah and that <laughs> rounds out my news all right Chock full of news. As always, the news extravaganza segment. Thank you, Cam. Thank you. My pleasure. And once again, I, I have to assume that the positioning we find ourselves in in the wake of the news is not coincidence. You mentioning that $400 figure, which made me kind of want it, <laughs> got me really thinking about tonight's topic, which is collecting and where the line is between healthy collecting that's enjoyable and that enhances your life and is entertaining and hoarding, uh, you know, a certain point at which your collection begins to own you instead of you owning it. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I know teetering, we all... I'm teetering on the brink of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I, yeah, to, to mention, to give my estimation of where I think we all are with this, I'm collecting comics the star wars comics specifically and the stupid amiibos and the disney infinity characters those are my current obsessions and we won't even get into my extensive video game collection right cam you're as you mentioned before you're you're pretty knee deep in board games right Uh, i'm 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 neck deep in board games (laughs) um yeah but but in my defense i will say that uh i i do have a plan i have Mm -hmm. not gotten that far in the execution of that plan as of yet i have purchased all the or been gifted uh in this past holiday season all of the materials needed to organize all of my games uh i just have to now put the shelving together and uh do a little bit of painting and then you know basically just organize everything and put it up once that happens i will be out of hoarder status or semi-hoarder status and back into uh 
just semi crazy rather than <laughs> all the way crazy. Nice. Nice. That, that, that's good to know. So I blame my companion. She's supposed to help me do it. And she's just been slacking on the, on the job. Probably um, her fault. Yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. And uh, Brian, while I, I know you have a, at least a comic book collection going as well as some um, stuff for your, the various crafts you've undertaken recently, you actually uh, divested yourself of vast video game collection uh, fairly recently, right? Uh, am I correct? Many collections, actually. I kind have felt myself slipping into hoarder status. So I decided to to clean up my life a little bit and got rid of Whoa, video games, comics, a bunch of old toys, anime figures, uh, DVDs, eh, some books. Not I, my 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 books can stay. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind being buried in books when I go. I uh, uh, I probably would have bought your whole video game collection off you, Brian. I feel a little betrayed, <laughs> just for the record. Uh, and a few other people I know, mutual acquaintances of ours, are like totally betrayed that we didn't get to buy that off of you. I identifying it as a negative habit. I did not feel right supporting a negative habit in in friends. <laughs> didn't want to enable you, Tom. Oh man! I mean, some of the treasures you had. Oh my God! Anyway, never mind. You did get the PCFX, didn't I you? I did get the PCFX, which which is something I definitely needed to be in a drawer in my house, and it's there now. <laughs> now you can sleep. Now you can sleep well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Brian, you got rid of some of your old RPG stuff too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. Uh, I think the other day I was like talking to Keith, and he's like, "Oh yeah." just sold a bunch of Brian stuff. It's going to Italy and Australia and like people all over, all over the world are buying your treasures. I had, uh, when I was a, a kid, I guess, I don't know if it was privileged or, or losery or whatever you want to call it, but I kind of had like, like a man cave, like as a 12 year old. And all of my friends identified like, oh, he's the collector. He's the collector. So when when they grew up at like 16, he got interested in girls. They just like, hey, you want my shit? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <man>. all right. <laughs> so awesome. I had like eight copies of, of old uh, modules for D&D. And I had like five monster manuals. And oh, it was it, it was pretty ugly. <laughs> and m- my decision point was I didn't know I had this. Out it goes. Wow. Wow. Nice. I like how the it's either you're into D D or you're interested in girls. <laughs> like, there's no <laughs> in between. Like it's <laughs> there's there's no healthy medium there. <laughs> when you're when when you have a twelve year old man cave full of D D doesn't matter if you're into girls. You're doomed. <laughs> oh man. Uh not the case today, though. Not the case today. I think yeah. that might actually work in your favor nowadays. Uh, yeah, with all these hipster chicks. Yeah. I'm totally into d and I have RPG. Oh, my God. We're being... Wait, no, sorry. We're being, like, total, like, sexist. No, sorry. <laughs> True. No, I mean, I was doing a guy's voice. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Never mind. Whoops. Sorry, Cam. She's not uh, sexist. That's the... Uh, yeah, that's the uh, state of the world these days. 
I have an elf lord, king, uh, knight, paladin, wizard, and his name is Elf Lord. <laughs> That's what he is. <laughs> oh, oh man, he's chaotic awesome. <laughs> he's chaotic awesome. How about you be my chaotic girlfriend? <laughs> How about you and I form a party and run this module we call life together? Uh, oh, terrible. boy. Terrible. Anyway, Brian, you're to be commended, I suppose. Although part of me is just, ah, oh, still sticks in my crawl if you got rid of all those awesome treasures. Um, But that's your perspective and, and your current reality versus where we are. Do you have any collections you want to own up to now, apart from those things you got rid of? books I, I don't care what kind of a loser you think i am or anyone thinks i am <laughs> or whatever i i'll never get rid of all my books and um th- this is actually a lot worse than anybody realizes because they they are they are small but dude i have like fucking so many miniatures i couldn't even tell you how many miniatures i have oh my god <laughs> but but here's the thing do you have them like how do you have them like stored your books and your miniatures most of them are just very neatly stored like top on, uh, one on top of another on a shelf okay i m- the majority of my miniatures are not even out of the box gotcha i i will get around to painting them one of these decades but that's the other thing too is that you paint yours so like that's like i think that's acceptable you know that's like more of like a hobby rather than like a hoarding thing it can be both. Yeah, Trust me. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but at least you're actively doing something with them. You know what I mean? You're not just like sticking them somewhere and then that's it. You're you're putting them together. You're painting them. Your books you're reading, one would think, right? Yeah. Just, you know, just trying to <laughs> look at the bright side. Let's not forget the accoutrement of your, uh, <laughs> of, your of your hobby, Brian. All of the... Uh paint guns and brushes and supplies and so on. Yeah. I I will say like there is no way to collect those things because if you have 10 brushes on a desk, it looks like you're a hoarder. Yeah. Like you, you can't store those neatly. Well, you can make, you can make a nice, since you're into the leather work and now you can make like a nice leather pouch or something for them. Yeah. Put them, put them out of sight. Leather quiver. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there we have it. We've all got collections of a sort. And I think a common theme I heard in everybody's story, although I didn't offer it, I will agree, because sort of my idea of where the line is, um, is that organization is the key. You must have control of your collection. Once your collection grows beyond your control, um, and demands that you keep paying a tribute with more and more stuff <laughs> in spite of the fact that it's like taking over your life. Maybe you are crossing into hoarder territory. So you've got to, you have to manage it. You have to have storage space. You have to, you know, curate it and, and, and uh, keep it, keep it contained. I think is kind of a, a bottom line we're arriving at. Correct. Yeah, I mean, if you can, I mean, if if it's nice and neat, and you know, you you can you, you have tabs on it, you know, where everything is, you know, people can come in and actually sit down in the area where they're at and and look at them rather than, you know, worrying about them falling on them and killing them. Um, 
I think you're all right. I'm, <laughs> I'm sadly in the latter status right now. I'm trying to get to the former. Um, but we'll see how that endeavor goes. Yeah, I'm a little bit buried right now. These, <laughs> I even bought like display cases, but because I can't display them, I haven't gotten around to like setting them up just the way I want with little shelves inside the shelves. All of my amiibos and um, and Disney Infinity characters are in boxes, are just piling on top of them right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When your storage solutions are like just more of the mess, <laughs> right, right, right. When you know you've crossed into some serious territory. But I can't just like throw it in there. It has to be displayed a certain way, right? Of course, I mean... <laughs> of course, of course. I I feel your pain, man. Believe me. Yeah. So it's <laughs> I, I'm I'm losing the battle at the moment. <laughs> it is a battle of attrition for sure. Now, it almost goes without saying, but we haven't mentioned it. I would say too that when adding to your collection of stuff trumps adding to your collection of money to pay the rent or what have oh you. yeah of course um but i mean we know people who i won't go so far as to say that they're hoarders but who let their entertainment and their love of stuff override their need to not like live hand to mouth right yeah, but I think that is – I wouldn't say it's like a gambling addiction where you're like gambling away your rent money, you know? I think it's more of a time addiction where you're like spending so much time on these other things. You're not spending enough time on things that you need to do to actually provide for your survival, you know? <laughs> like like work and, you know, interact with other humans. Um and I'm assuming you're talking about some of the, some of the people we know in the, in sort of the game arena, right? Yeah. 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 Tom? Yeah. Excluding of course, anybody that games at the adventure game store, our, of course. our headquarters, they're uh, all fine but, individuals. Of course. Yes. Yes. Um, um, yeah. But I, I think the like spending the money on the game, you don't really need kind of goes hand in hand with the obsessive amount of time spent playing. True. Very true. But like, you know, like a $20 game, 50, even like a $50, $60 video game or whatever, not so bad, but the f- 400 hours you're going to spend, you know, on say Fallout 4 instead of like, you know, going into work that week or month. <laughs> right, right. That's probably what's what's tipping you over the edge rather than the 60 bucks you spent on the game, you know? I, I was actually just coincidentally talking to someone about not not in such blatant terms, but comic books are way worse than than games or even video games or anything like that. And I honestly believe it's exploitive because now, especially Marvel and especially some of the kind of quote unquote hit indie books, you got to have all of these books, right? And all of the alt covers. Yes. And all of the third printings. And all of the third printings of the alt covers. <laughs> There's 47 Star Wars number ones. That's not an exaggeration at all, is it? Well, I knew there was a lot, but why, why is it 40? Like, what's is 47 like a magic number? Is that like, what's... 
Uh, there's, there's probably way more than 40. So I pulled okay. that on my ass. Okay. But seriously, like there, there are a shitload. I, I comics suck. Like I, I'm reminded now how much comic collecting really sucks because yeah, they get that like collector's instinct and they kind of, they hook you. Right. Um, I, I have two copies of Darth Vader three. I don't need a third one, but the third one is the first printing. And so I want that. But then I also like the colors of the other printing. So I want those too. It's a, I don't know. Like it's exploitative to a certain extent, but I get pleasure from being exploited. <laughs> Strange as that sounds. So here's a quick Google result here are over 30 Marvel Star Wars number one variant comic book covers. So 47 may have been out of my ass, but there are at least 30 different covers of that one book, the first edition. Oh, God. And and how many editions? There, there's, I think they're up to the fifth printing. Yeah, some of them are, it's really advanced numbers. I, I, I don't know how they've, high they've gotten, yeah. And sure, they haven't reprinted all of these covers, but that just adds to it. We're up to 35 covers for one book in... <laughs> Marvel does this all the time in the ongoing series that has 27 offshoots. <laughs> now, are these... Now, I let my subscription lapse because I wasn't using it, but... um. Does the online like are those books in the online subscription? I mean, not all. I mean, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter about the covers, but is the actual book itself? Is it? Are you available to read it if you have the Marvel subscription service? Probably the single like A cover. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. God damn! I shouldn't have looked. Now I want these. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're not going to give you a PDF. They're not going to give you a digital version of the like. Uh, second and third printing or the variant covers can that's you got to you got to do an upgrade to your no no you yeah <laughs> i wasn't even no i mean i wasn't even worried about it. i just i'm just talking about just the actual book itself to read you know what i mean like can you read the book without having to you know uh because obviously the covers are the you know you're buying it for the covers it's the same exact content you know yeah so I, you, I would assume so uh, yeah, because so you were just joe schmo and just wanted to read it you know you get a I mean, if that's all you wanted out of a comic book, sure, Cam. <laughs> if reading is all you're into, sure, pal. Oh, man. Um, the, uh, <laughs> all of these hard copy books come with a digital download, which I've never taken advantage of, by the way, but probably should. Actually, yeah, if you do want to read it, I have 12 extra digital downloads. <laughs> but does that kill your collector's value like once you redeem the key now the book's worth less like <laughs> i mean i guess you have to scratch it off but if you're going to get it cgc'd anyway like all they care about is the cover so uh. true true oh god yeah i mean you don't actually take the books out and look at them or anything <laughs> you gotta buy one to get cgc'd and the other one you gotta buy just to scratch off the digital download i'm actually gonna do something cam while we're talking i'm gonna use the power of the internet to do an image search for just Darth Vader printings, um, comic printings. And I'm going to pull them up so that you can see like how stupid this is. <laughs> I'll, I'll join you in that. Tom. Brian, is there, do you have that list of the printings handy? I really want to show cam like, so he can understand the absurdity. Like he, I don't think he'll understand 
it, but he'll understand the absurdity of wanting to collect like this. I, I don't. Oh, I was going to ask. Um, now, those covers you talked about last week, Brian, the ones with like the rap, old school rap like covers. Oh, yeah. Those are just like fan art, right? That's not like that has nothing to do. No, with dude. That. No, that's that's a real like Marvel release those. And their artists, like, you know, probably like 20 different covers, but at least that's of different books. I think it was, I think it was every book that they released either, either that month or that week had a version, like a hip hop version. Wow. And they were really killer. So I'm seeing tons and tons and tons here. I'm, I'm trying to find, I can't remember what book it was. Give me a second. Very Yes, this this is it. Uh, this is an older book. So this is from 2012. The new Justice League debuts with 52 U.S. state flag variant covers. Oh, my God. Oh my God. There's one for each state. I think they threw in Puerto Rico and then an actual, you know, fucking comic book cover. <laughs> each one's $4.99. And the poor bastard who reads Justice League has to own every one that really sucks it's probably because there's only one guy that reads justice league (laughs) 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 they need to sell 52 bucks to that guy to make a profit so if you bought every single one of those assuming you could get them at newsstand price you're you're talking 260 before tax as a matter of fact this article says that in addition you may order a shrink wrapped complete pack with standard edition of justice league plus all 52 covers it's just a retail of 149.99 oh so they give you a break but most of the comics what they do is like well this one's rare so you you only one in 25 comic books so if you're a comic book store if you're corco or if you're tate you have to order 25 comics you're not going to sell. You know you're not going to sell to be able to order the one you might sell. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Cam, click that link that I just sent you. Okay. And it's so dumb. And this is only the first few versions. They've done, like, others. This is on Vader 3? Yeah, yep. And if you... So, okay. Shown in the big... The first thing you see is the original cover art. It's okay. pretty cool. That character's name is Dr. Afra, and those are like two evil droids. Right. And it's a cool story. So first appearances of all those characters. That's what made it so rare and hard to get. That's the book I want. Scroll down, an audience, I'm showing him a webpage with all these variant covers. And you see, so there's that cool alternate cover of Luke hanging on and, and Vader like trying to catch him, right? Right. By Salvador La Roca. <laughs> I, ha- I have that, of course. Okay. But then there's also the second uh, printing, which is just the first printing with a red background. And then there's a third printing, which has a green background. And I'm pretty sure there's a fourth printing that has a purple background. And it's the same stupid cover <laughs> with a different color, but I, I, I look at them and I just want them all for some stupid reason. <laughs> And then they have the one with the textless, textless cover. Right, right, yeah, with no text oh, on it. Right, man. right, right, right. It's it's just, it's nightmarish, man. <laughs> I gotta stop. It's like, the first one's free, man. First one's free, and then you're just hooked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except they're not even free, I guess, unless you go on free comic book day. 
The first nah. one's only five bucks. Yeah. And the real the real pisser is not only they change the cover out, but they write on the cover, fourth printing, fifth printing, so you know you don't have the first printing. <laughs> They're just taunting you. <laughs> they really are, yeah. The oh, worst boy. one is the issue one. Like there, what are, are there, aren't they up to like ninth printing on that one, Brian? I, I really do think it's fifth. I mean, we can exaggerate all day, but I really do think it's fifth printing of that book. Absurd, absurd. And if you're like an actual like profit collectible person or just a speculator, like the first printing sold like a million copies. So don't buy that for collectability. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. chance that these things are ever going to be rare. No, just buy them for your own collection. Anyway, well, audience, the point being, I'm I'm lamenting this uh, the rarity of these Star Wars books as I eagerly seek them out. And uh, I think that's a textbook case of collecting gone too far. You can you can pick one up on eBay for fourteen ninety nine <sighs> for a friggin' tiny comic book. I know, mm-hmm. I know. And then who knows what printing they'll send me? Yeah. Oh, I mean, the nerd rage when I got that wrong one though. Ugh. These, I mean, people are selling on trying to sell it anyway on eBay, like CGC graded nine point eight books for like 155 no no way yeah but it's encased in carbonite yeah. it'll never get damaged right you can never read it like i read them bag them board them and that's it that, that's the extent of my obsession and and there you go that's a perfect example comic books can get like crazy when you get into like serious collecting um because somebody paid to have those books like CGC'd and encased in like impregnable plastic. So right. they could First off, seriously, that industry exists. <laughs> All they do is take your comic book, encase it in an unbreakable plastic, slap a barcode on, and send it back to you. Yeah. yeah. That industry exists. Well, they inspect it first, Brian, to, to grade it. Don't forget. All they do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That That's actually all they do. <laughs> Um, you know, in, in the case where you've got a comic book that is worth thousands of dollars, I guess that makes sense. But I, I know a lot of people who go to conventions to like go to the, um, booth and have their books graded and, and sealed and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, so there's a, maybe comic books are a very good instance of where the line is because, there's something I like to read, enjoy, collect. But once you encase them in carbonite, like now they're a treasure never to be enjoyed. You know what I mean? Well, that's why you need so many that's why you need so many damn printings and covers so you can have one to read. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, I, see, I need two of every one. So I have one to play with and then read and one to encase. Speaking of things that exist, there's the concept, like the notion of a reader copy. Yes, pe- people really do that. They buy like, they buy like a copy that's for reading and a copy that's for like collecting. No, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I won't. I won't take it to that extent. Here's a crazy idea. Why don't they just come out of the factory like sealed in carbonite with a rating on them? Ten point oh. Yeah. And then sell me a reader copy for a buck. You know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> buy a on shitty on newspaper. You know what I mean? It doesn't even need to be. You know. Like just sell it, sell it to me on shitty paper, and 
Well, I mean, it already um, is on shitty paper, but even shittier paper. That's what I should do is just subscribe digitally and then like get there when the truck shows up at the comic store and like get my brand new copy and just put it, slide it right into a bag and board and seal it up. I'll never read it. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh my God. All right. I think we've, I think we've at least in terms of uh, <laughs> scenarios kind of walked right up to the edge of the line between collecting and obsessing and hoarding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think we've come to the conclusion that we all have fallen over that line <laughs> yes, a long yes. time ago. Yes. And I, damn it, if I'm not going to get that stupid comic book and even more variant covers. <laughs> Brian, as much as you're complaining about it, like you're you're like a sucker for it too, right? Here's another great story. Faith came out today and Faith has, I think three alternate covers or something like that. Not, (laughs) not too, too many, but one of them is a CGC cover. So they actually drew on the book, like the little CGC case with the rating and with the little fake barcode and everything like that. That's awesome. So I bought one to get CGC'd. (laughs) That's funny. So they did it as like a tongue in cheek kind of jab or whatever, probably. Right. Cause it's going to be like matrixy. You have like the real one and then you have a second one. Yeah. With the yeah. Yeah. That's funny. And I'm sure Marvel next week will do all of their books like that. I mean, even back in the eighties, like when comic book collecting was even, you know, like, you know, whatever, less than this, like less people were doing it. Um, even those things. I mean, I remember buying like, a whole bunch of like X-Force number ones because it was like the first appearance of Cable or, you know what I mean? Like things like that. And like those things aren't worth shit now. You know, all the foil covers, the foil variants, the, you know, death of Spider-Man, you know, all that shit. Like it was just, it's useless. It's just useless paper. It pretty much is. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, that foil thing was when I learned of the folly of comic collecting because everybody I knew was getting all those foil cover books. And then that read that X-Men relaunch they did. Yeah. Where you could either get all the books with like the fold out, like centerfold cover, or you get them individually. Well, you got to do both, man. And then like nothing worth nothing. It's a joke that people still walk in with those to comic stores today. And the people, and they just get laughed at, right? Brian, you, you know, you worked at one for a while. <laughs> Anything bought in like the eighties or nineties or is very likely worth like a penny. Yeah. Like there are some very rare, you know, like magic happened, but it, it was basically hitting the lottery. Yeah. Like the th- printing things for collectability are like they may printed them as collectible. So people don't give a shit. It's the stuff that people weren't counting on being collectible. Right. Something right. that, it, something that blew up later and you had like early editions of it. Right. It, it's a great example of like actual supply and demand because what happened with those old comic books is first off, they were sold in drugstores on one of those little spinning racks. So they were all fucked up before you even got your hands on them. Yeah, right. right. Then you read them and your mom's like, you done with this? And would throw it away. And immediately wrapped a fish in it. Right, right, right. (laughs) You done with this? You done with this funny book or not? Well, mom, I'm trying to keep it. What do you need it for? You already read it. Toss. (laughs) Oh, man. The 50s were just a bunch of fish wrappers. I like that. Yeah, and they were all very gruff. And everybody's mom sounded like a like a New York police officer from yeah. 1940. <laughs> what do you mean you keeping these comics around? Man. <laughs> oh man. You cracking no, I... wise, huh? 
They give me a nickel sandwich. No, but the, uh, the, um, yeah, I mean, all that, they printed so many of them back then. It was just like, they're not, I mean, not then. I'm talking about like in the 80s. Like they printed so many. It's just, there's so many are out there. They, they can't possibly ever, they're not going to be rare for like 200 years. Right. And people were prepared to preserve them. Right. So they're going to be pristine copies. Right. I mean, there's probably like eight actual, you know, Superman number ones or, or what was it? Detective Comics number 27. Right. In existence now, let alone what shape they're in. There's going to be like, seriously, fucking hundreds of thousands of Star Wars number ones in pristine in 9.8. Yeah. You know? Uh, so it's, a, it's, it's throwing good money after bad. Pretty much, man. <sighs> anyway, guys, I think we, <laughs> I think we can conclude that the line is right where you suspect it is. If you feel you're approaching it, you are. <laughs> if you feel you're approaching it, you're way, way past, past it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look behind you. There it was. <laughs> um, store your shit, put it away. Don't buy a reader copy. Just read it, bag it, board it, keep it for your own collection to pass down to maybe a nerdy kid you have someday or somebody else. It's not an investment uh, any more than your toaster is an investment. It's yeah. If you have a stack of anything, as soon as it starts to wobble, get rid of it. Yeah. I agree with that. I actually have some comic boxes I need to go through and just like get rid of en masse. Uh, Brian, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll use you as a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe I need some tough love. I'll just have you come over and like clear stuff out for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so right. There is a line. You'll know where it is after you've crossed it. It's never too late to cross back over. <laughs> you can always go if you back. If you smell smelling your pits, you need a shower. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you're wondering about the Leaning Tower of Comics, you're gone. <laughs> Wonder no more. That's the other thing, too. I know we got to close out the episode, but I mean, I mean, the amount of paper that's being used when like everything can be digital these days. I mean, look, I'm the first guy that loves collecting. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to knock comic book collectors. I I collect, I still have boxes and boxes and boxes of boarded and bagged comics in my, like, you know, in my uh, garage right now. But I mean, just the sheer amount of paper that's being used to produce these things. Like that can't be good for our, can't be good no. for the environment. No, and the ink, you know, and right, it's resource intensive. I guess paper is a renewable resource to a certain extent, but yeah, but people you, aren't like composting those things. You know what I mean? They're, put, they're right. putting them in a, a plastic bag or a plastic <laughs> CGC coffin, and you know what I mean, like. Well, you, you make a great point, Cam, and you make a really good point about the, digi the, the digital reality of today. Let's say that I had like all of these sweet foil editions of Star of uh, Spider Man from 1990 or whatever, and you know I've, I've got this like immaculate collection, like every book, and I kept it all the way till now, twenty something years later. Who's buying it? Who's buying it off me? Because the kid today is just reading digital on his iPad. He doesn't actually give a crap about it for the most part, or she, 
And if he or she is a comic collector, they want to collect new shit that they buy at the comic shop. They don't want your old junk, right? Right, exactly. Um, I'm not, I mean, like... Co- Which is definitely a difference because when I when we were kids, you know, we would go searching for those old comics that someone else had. You know what I mean? Like I, I would, I mean, I remember going to little, these little comic book conventions, which were really just like a bunch of weirdos in a mall with, like, <laughs> with, you know, folding chairs and tables and just boxes of comics that they were selling and just pouring through boxes and boxes of comics, trying to find that hidden treasure, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't think that that's uh I don't think that's a thing today. I mean, I, I meet a lot of young people who are into comics. I'm, so I'm not trying to say that they aren't or that they're somehow less legit. I just, they have graphic novels, right? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think there's a market to sell to now. I don't know. I might be totally wrong about that. I mean, it's, it's a little incestuous. Like it's the other, you know, 40 year old guy trying to fill in his collection. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Yeah. Well, you go to Tate's on his annual, uh, during the annual sale where all the comics are half off. You go there in the morning, like before, like when everyone's there trying to, you know, get in and get their stuff. It's when all people 40. have slept overnight to get in line yeah. early. It's all forty-year-old virgins. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a proven fact that if you obsessively collect comics, whether you're a virgin or not, you will regain your V card. You will actually <laughs> yeah, you remorph it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh god, that's really bad. Anyway, <laughs> let that be. Uh, l- let us caution you, audience: do not regain your V card by, by too obsessively. <laughs> yeah. You may revert to a virgin. Too far. Once the line is over the horizon, so, so that you can't find it, the one thing you will find is your <laughs> your V card. You'll rediscover it. You'll be yes. a virgin again. Hyman will be intact. And I think that uh, I'm going to single out comics as like a particularly egregious example <laughs> for some reason. Um, just because Amiibos haven't been around as long. Yeah, because no one's collecting cards anymore, right? No one's collecting baseball cards or football cards or anything like that, right? Not as well. It's, basketball cards were popular for a while. Yeah. I, I think there's probably some sports collecting going on. But um, I don't know anything about it, if it is. And somehow it's like you can get away with collecting sports cards because sports are acceptable. It's but if manly, you're like, yeah. Yeah, it's manly. And it's, it's a, somehow it's adult to carry, to collect pictures of grown men who play children's games. But it's not, <laughs> it's not adult to collect like, you know, fantasies about grown men in bat costumes. Uh, so yeah (laughs) you figure that one out that's a cultural discussion (laughs) for another day (laughs) right anyway that's all i got guys um don't cross that line don't be re-virginized um for those of you looking to no longer be virgins maybe take a break from the collecting and you know make friends and uh there's a definite inverse relationship between the amount of collecting you do and the amount of sex you have in your life. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes. The Venn diagram is very far apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very little overlap there yeah. between uh, obsessive collecting and, and <laughs> relationships. So bear that in mind too. Unless you guys have anything else, I think I need to get back to my collection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's about it. All right.
And be well, honest, Tom, did you actually did you have, did you order that uh, Fallout figure? Oh man, I'm I, I'm not gonna lie. I've had it up, and I'm like looking at it. <laughs> it, it looks really cool. Like it's really a well done figure. <laughs> But like if I ordered the put if I ordered the the Fallout figure, I would then I would beg my companion to break up with me because <laughs> like you don't need you you could do better. You could, you could do, do way wait till better. you see what's coming in the mail. Believe me, you can do better. It's free shipping. I mean, it's free shipping. Would you see that box with the Japanese scrawl on the side of it? You'd just be ready to pack your shit and go. Okay, yeah, I could see how that conversation. Okay, so you already have the giant nuke with the old games and then you already have the stupid pit boy and now you have a figure. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh man. <That's> awesome. <laughs> anyway, if you go in on one, maybe we can get a two, like a discount on two camps. So yeah, let's, let's call up Japan see what they can do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Man. Well, with, uh, <laughs> with cam and I off to buy our fallout 14 inch figures, I think I'll remind our audience that, uh, there's no shame in collecting our episodes. They're free for the taking, as I mentioned earlier. And digital. And digital. Yeah, they take up no space, no trees. You don't have to dust them. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. You, you environmentally out, like, friendly. Our carbon footprint is low. Very environmentally friendly and, and easy to conceal. Just tell people you're listening to hip hop if they ask. Uh, yeah, check that collection out on iTunes or Stitcher and or eventually someday Google Play Music. We do appreciate all your stars, all your feedback, all your positive ratings. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circle and join the Nerdstravaganza HQ group. Take a break from eBay and head on over to nerdstravaganza.com and check out this and all of our back episodes. Hop on over to YouTube and type in Nerdstravaganza into the handy dandy search bar and see all of our premium video content. And shoot us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com and let us know whether or not your V card has been returned to you. Hey, Brian, what's your uh, rating on tonight's episode? Mint near mint. (laughs) (laughs) Might get us a date. We can use one of our comic book bags as a condom. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're acid free. (laughs) One would hope. Archival quality. (laughs) I need a gold size bag. (laughs) (laughs) Gold Gold oversized. Yeah. I'm not sure what for. I guess so I have room for my legs.